Welcome back, superhero fans, to Cape Chronicles episode 28. We are going to be looking into a movie from 2004. It's taken us about three and a half months to get to the final movie of this trilogy, and that is Blade Trinity from 2004. It's taken us a while, but we finally got here. And uh, after we've already been through Spider-Man, The Incredibles, what else did we go through? Spider-Man 2... We went through a lot of different movies before we got to this one. Um, but I am Mike, and I can't do this alone. I have a couple other hosts with me tonight. I have Carrie. How are you? Konbawa, ogenki desu ka? What? Sorry. Uh, All right, Fred, sorry. how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> sorry, I've been, learning, I've been learning Japanese after after class on Friday, so I, I, I was practicing. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So now you have to do... So now you have to do the entire podcast in Japanese now. Oh, I'm not that good yet. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, Fred, how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, This movie, man, I just, I swear I've seen it. Like, clips kind of stand out to me, but I totally don't remember most of it. So either I, I blocked it from my memory... Or why would I watch you do that? I like some uh, at some house party and I just don't recall. Why don't would know. why would you do either of these things? <laughs> well, I, I don't can't know wait why. To this... Dig into it and I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out why this movie is so grand and so bad at the same. Anyway, and uh, it's just us three tonight. And uh, Andrea, our compadre, is missing this evening, but she will forever be in our hearts as we as we record this episode. And I can hear her screaming on certain moments of this movie as well. Uh, so it's just us, but I do want to give you guys just a couple announcements. If you want to talk about this movie with us, join us in Discord. Go to randomchatter.com slash Discord to check us out. Uh, you can support us on Patreon for just a dollar a month. Listen, you get all the channels in our Discord server, and you get bonus episodes and stuff that we put out uh, throughout the pa- uh, the Patreon perks as well. Uh, so check us out. Go to randomchatter.com slash Patreon. Or if you don't want to do all that individually, just go to randomchatter.com slash community because here's what that has. That has a link for Discord. That has a link for Patreon. That has a link for awesome... Uh, uh, merchandise for random chatter. We right now all we have is the main logo. You can get on shirts and hoodies and coffee cups, and you can get tattoos. No, you can't get tattoos yet. You can't get ma- magnets. They need to. They you need get to sell magnets. M- no, they don't. They don't have magnets. They, need they to, don't. They need to sell magnets. But they have a lot of merchandise. I know. Get, I have. You can get tapestries of the. Why? I just okay. As why? much as I love the. As much as I love the network, why would I want to get curtains with the Random Chatter logo on it? Why not? Why not? I want to get DC Talk with a mustache logo on it. No, we're not doing the mustache logo. A smudge, okay. smudged out mustache. Smudged out mustache. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing a mustache and, logo. But we, but we do not have individual show ones yet, but they are coming. We, 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 we promise you that they will be coming. But right now we just have the regular. Um, so, matter of fact, I wore my shirt today to the comic book store. Oh, awesome! So trying trying to get some more promotion out there in the comic book store, and uh, but all that stuff is on randomchatter.com/community. So check us out, guys. Support us. Support what you like about us. Well, y'all ready to dig into the film? Oh, sure. I am ready. All right, let's dig into this like Dracula did to that poor girl in the tattoo chair. All right, the Dang summary on. for this. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> the summary for this movie. For years, Blade has fought against the vampires in the cover of the night. But now, after falling into the crosshairs of the FBI, he is forced out into the daylight where he's driven to join forces with the clan of vampire hunters he never knew existed. The Night Stalkers, because Care Bears was already taken. <laughs> Together with Abigail and Hannibal, two deftly trained Night Stalkers, Blade follows a trail of blood to the ancient creature that is also hunting him, the original vampire, Dracula. Not apparently the historical Dracula because that is he is way older than the historical Dracula. But you know, splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Carrie. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the movie. Give us some box office stuff here. What we got going okay, on? Okay. Well, we have a runtime of one hour. 54 minutes. Um, I think the extended... I'm not sure how long the extended the version extended is. The extended was two hours and two minutes. Ah, It's so about okay. eight minutes longer. Only about ten more minutes. No problem. A, a much better ten more minutes. So, um, yes. Rated R released uh, December 8th, 2004, with a budget of $65 million. Opening weekend domestic made $16 million. Ouch. Um, I was mm. one of those $16 million. <sighs> um, <laughs> Lifetime domestic gross, uh, Box Office Mojo, um, according to Box Office Mojo, IMDb is $52.4 million. Worldwide gross is uh, $128 million, $0.9 million. Yeah, I can, I can read. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score, the critics gave it a 25%. But the audience gave it a 59%. The audience is obviously way smarter this time around. Maybe. Hmm, maybe. We'll find out. <laughs> All right. How does this movie rank up against other movies? Fred? So, for comic book adaptations, it's ranked 105th. So, it still beats out some really classic movies like Elektra, uh, Hellboy. Yeah. Um, Howard the Duck, the Phantom. <laughs> Everything beats out the Phantom. <laughs> hey! <laughs> the Phantom actually beats Howard the Duck, but we'll talk about that another day. Yes. <laughs> um, in brand of Marvel comic movies, it ranks 50th out of, what, 65? I'm oh. ashamed by that, by the way. Yeah, that's 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 sad. Like, Sorry, 56. It's worse than I thought. There's Aww. 56 movies, and it's ranked 50th. Oh, That's, wow. That really sucks. It's Again, much, it's much beating than that. Uh, Elektra and Howard the Duck. And probably <laughs> Daredevil, I'm guessing. <laughs> and everything yeah. else. And one of those, and one of those we're going to be watching here in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, for all-time domestic, it was just over 1,600. Um, in 2004, it was 59th. Uh, in rated R movies in 2004, it was 12th. And worldwide, yearly 2004, it was number 43. All right. Uh, as far as the director goes, it was David S. Goyer. He was also the writer for Constantine, the TV series, which I just finished. Mm-hmm. And then he was also a writer on the Dark Knight trilogy. Yep. Uh, the actors, we're just going to go through a couple of them because, well, not a couple, there's... There, oh, there's a there's, lot there's, of people in the, 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 this. This one was a loaded movie. They they pulled like all this. This is when like WWE and these other companies were really getting into movies too, as far as making um, guest appearances. Yeah, and really beefing numbers up. Um, Wesley Snipes obviously played Blade, uh, best known from from Demolition Man and White Man Can't Jump. 
Uh, Chris Christopherson, really just known from the Blade trilogy. Uh, Dominic Purcell plays Drake or Jack Dracula, uh, known from Prison Break. Good series, good show if you've never seen it. And then he also plays on Legends of Tomorrow currently, which he does a very good job on <laughs> yes, that. Yes, he does. <laughs> Jessica Beale plays Abigail Whistler. Uh, she was best known for Seventh Heaven. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Hannibal King. He was best known for Green Lantern. And then we're going to keep moving on. No, uh, <laughs> Detective <laughs> Green Lantern, Detective Pikachu, and Deadpool. I, I couldn't, couldn't forget Deadpool. Uh, Paul Levesky plays Jarko Grimwood, best known as Triple H from WWE, pretty much. Uh, Parker Posey plays Danica Talos, was also in Superman Returns, and apparently is a scientist on Lost in Space on the she Netflix plays, series. She plays um, Dr. Smith on Lost in Space. See, I haven't seen that. That oh, well, I watched like the first to. two. I watched like the first two episodes and got bored, so I stopped watching it. Oh, how are we friends again? Well, I've got it on my list right okay. behind the expanse. So unless you okay. want me to jump, no, no, jump no, no, expanse, no, watch the expanse, expanse. Then okay, uh, John Michael Higgins plays Doctor Edgar Vance, best known from Pitch Perfect. Uh, Natasha Lyonne Summerfield, apparently she's big in the Orange and the New Black as well as American Pie. Patton Oswalt plays Hedges. Uh, he's the narrator on the Goldbergs. Funny show if you've never seen it. King of Queens, an even funnier show, and Agents of Shield. We need to do a King of Queens podcast. No, we don't. Yes, no. we do. Okay, and um, then you you go ahead. James, okay, James James Rimar uh, plays Agent Cumberland and best known for Mortal Kombat Annihilation and on Black Lightning. Uh, the composer was. I'm surprised you Raymond. left that one off the list. Dude, I I know. Well, he he went in as much as the other ones were. That's why I left him off the list. That's, That's all. true. That's and true. and we mentioned him in the last one he was in. Um, composer was Raymond Dijawadi, uh, best known for composing music for Game of Thrones, Iron Man 2008, Prison Break, and Westworld. Okay. Which I heard, which I heard, Game of Thrones is an amazing season it, this season. That's what everybody keeps telling me. And the score for it is incredible. The score is amazing. Yes. <laughs> all right. But we don't. We we. It's a little late to be starting a Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, we can just a little. Hashtag a little. one left. Uh, yeah, there's only one episode left. <laughs> so, Carrie, you're going to read a little bit about the origin of the hero. Now, we started this after we started talking about Blade. Yes, we did. And we went through the first two movies, so uh, we we're talking just a little bit about his origin, about where he came from, like where he first appeared in comics and stuff. So, go for it. Okay, so Blade was created by Marv Wolfman and Gene Cullen. Uh, First appeared in Tomb of Dracula number 10. Um, His name is Blade, 1973. Um, Aliases Eric Brooks, Daywalker, Switchblade, Frank Blade, Night Stalker, Spider Hero, and Ronin. Um, Now, hang on a second. Now, now that one actually is very impressive to me, that he's he's known as Ronin. Uh-huh. Why? Who else was known as Ronin in oh, the most recent oh, movie we saw? Yeah, that's right. Um, now, I know it's an alias that's carried by multiple people in the Marvel comics, so that one kind of jumped off the page to me. I thought that was pretty well, interesting. And, and traditionally, Ron, uh, Ronin is a um, samurai without a master. So Okay. It could be used so by many people. It could yeah. be used by many people. Yeah, he he he, he could he could just be a Ronin. He just has no so he has no affiliation. Just call me that from now on. Just call no. me that from now on. No. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Um, he has appeared in 100, uh, 511 issues. Uh, his birthday is October 24th, to, uh, 1929. So he's old. Very old. Um, his powers, agility, berserker strength, danger sense, enhanced uh, mutation, feral, gadgets, healing, immortal... Intellect, longevity, marksmanship, stamina, stealth, super hearing, super sight, uh, super smell. He got all the uh, he supers. Got, he got all the um, he he rolled twenties on all of his um, on all of his uh, <laughs> character rolls. Yeah, oh, you have to continue oh, yeah. on to page two there, Carrie. I know there's more. Uh, super strength, <laughs> swordsmanship, tracking, unarmed combat, vampirism, weapon master. Uh, this, if, if there is such a, there apparently is a debate on Twitter about whether or not a Mary Sue or a Gary Stu actually exists. This could be possibly a Gary Stu. Um, if yeah. I was looking at, the, at just a character sheet with all of this, like, dude, yeah. Well, from you're gonna kill from, everything. From 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 what from, from what I'm hearing, um, he could have been the one to beat Thanos in Infinity War. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> did 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 we really need an end game if he could have beaten Thanos in Infinity well, War? He probably could have used Deadpool on his as a sidekick, but listen, I would still love to see a team up between Blade and Deadpool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't think considering apparently how how much Wesley Slipes didn't like. Um, Ryan Reynolds, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, this, th- yeah, from 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 what I did hear about this movie, he was very non-talkative on set, yeah. and the only thing he said, he if you didn't call him Blade, he didn't answer you at all. It was very, it was very unusual. Uh, um, method actors. Yeah, he, it, but it, it was, it was, yeah, it was very unusual. Um, so. All right, so let's talk a little bit about our backgrounds. Mine is very simple, about when when I watched the movie for the first time. I don't remember. I really just, I, I don't. Um, I think it was somewhere, <clears throat> there was a store where I grew up that had dirt cheap DVDs, and I think I remember seeing them like, oh, that's that's cool looking, back in like 2005. Oh, that's a cool looking movie. So I grabbed it and the other two and started watching them. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got into Blade. So, yeah. Uh, what about y'all? I remember seeing this in the theaters. I may have gone with my ex-roommates at the time because we were all, um, we were all, this was back when we were all watching wrestling. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, Triple H was in the movie. And it's vampires. So, yeah, I was going to go watch it either way. Alright, what about you, Fred? So, I swear I've watched this, but I just absolutely can't remember that I have. Uh, but when I was watching it again today, I remember a lot of different parts, like, vaguely. Like, I remember all the scenes where they're in the Night Stalker's lair, which we were talking about before we started recording, that it's the McDonald's barge, the McBarge from um, mm-hmm. Expo 86 here in Vancouver. Oh, neat. Oh, huh. cool. I like, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, all right, so that's just a little bit about our background, so let's talk about the movie itself. So let's just, let's get into this discussion on the movie, all right? Um, what are, what are some of your thoughts on, let's just, let's just say some of the characters in the movie. So let's start off with obvious, um, let's start off with Wesley Snipes' Blade. How do you, 
what do you think think about him on this well, movie? Just a continuation of his character from the last two movies, I think. I yeah. think, yeah, exactly what Carrie just said is he was very consistent between all three movies. He was the exact same character from the start of Blade One to the end of Trinity. Yeah, there's yeah. there's really no evolution for him, and I mean, he doesn't even like the idea of working with people outside of Whistler. And well, Whistler didn't make it through like the first twenty minutes of the movie, so um, now he's stuck with this bunch of kids that he really can't stand and would rather you know just be out on his own. And so, yeah, and you know, you so you're talking about so Whistler, so Whistler ends up dying in this movie. Spoiler, if you Spoiler. haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, Whistler ends up dying. Me. One of the Permanently quotes he this said, time. Permanent. He is gone for good this time. One of the quotes that he says I thought was funny, I wrote down here, um, was the cop comes up to him when they're in the warehouse and he says, move a finger and you're dead. And Whistler says, how about this one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we're, so we're talking about Blade. Um, one of the funny, I don't know, I shouldn't have laughed on this scene. Um but I also know that a lot of times when he, well, well like, like I'm not gonna repeat what he said because um, I don't, I don't, I don't curse. Um, but but the, when he's talking to Dracula and he calls him a name, and the Dracula's like, "Huh, I like that." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was that was pretty funny to me. And then you know, you had the one where he's been captured now and he's in the police interrogation room, and Detective Ray says, "So how many people have you killed, Blade? Thirty, forty, fifty? 1,182. But they were all familiars. <laughs> they were all familiars. <laughs> They're all familiars. They all worked for the vampires. There's so, so many good one-liners in this movie. It's like, I know. Hey, have you were. seen my dog? Well, have you checked the lobby? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wrote a lot of Hannibal King's quotes down just because, well, the more the more appropriate ones. Um, well, I mean, come yeah, on. This is, this is proto-Deadpool right here. I, I know. So. It's, I mean, this... I would love for him and Blade to have a team-up movie somewhere. That way, he could reference these, th- this movie somehow. Just, 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 it'd be funny to me. So, you, so Whistler dies, and they go to work with. Um, we learn Abigail Whistler, which is Whistler's daughter, from 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 another lady, as well as Hannibal King. <laughs> Can I just say I loved Ryan Reynolds' introduction to this movie. Oh yeah, I, I I love the way he just busted the glass with the little with the little hello my name is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so that I, I loved Ryan Reynolds. I just I thought he did so he he just outperformed in this movie to me. Yeah, I was I was King. I really? think the I I think the bit the biggest downside is that they they took him out so early in the movie, so they had him they basically had him bedridden for like at least like a third of the movie so and then chained up which is i enjoyed sad. what acting he did in the movie i didn't like a lot of the comedy he introduced to the movie the blade trilogy to me for the first two was fairly serious and then the last one they tried to bring in too much comedy not that i'm against his acting style and his comedy and what he brings to it it's just it wasn't appropriate for this franchise given the first two in my opinion well you know, and I thought about that too, and my I landed on the thought, this is how I felt when I was watching one of, I don't know if it was Endgame or Thor Ragnarok, where I was like, okay, we're in a serious mode, but there's a lot of comedy. Yeah. 
So that so that 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 that's kind of what I okay okay. So this has been a standard for MCU too. To 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 a point. But those movies were not well, rated pre, R. This is pre. This is pre. And this right. is pre MCU. Yeah. There was a debate, I, right? But there was also debate on whether or not this should have been the start of the MCU. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Oh dear. <laughs> I I I think personally, this is outside of Deadpool. This is one of his best performances in my book. I just I I think he did a great job. I mean, he had some one-liners, you know, where he looked at Blade and said, you know, we were going to take the Care Bears, but that name was taken. <laughs> and then he said, so can we go? And then he asked him, so can we go ahead and sign you up for one of our Night Soccer Dakota rings? <laughs> um. That was, he, that was awesome. And then he meets with Hedges, and and he says, I have a question for you, Hedges. When he started talking about the weapons, I have a question for you, Hedges. Have you ever been laid? Hedges says, many times, with ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, Patton Oswalt was, a, was an unsung hero in this movie, just like... Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. Uh, let's see, they just got done beating uh, Drac- Dracula on the top, or, the, or chasing down the people. And yep. he says, you know, at some point you should consider sitting down with someone for a little share time. <laughs> you know, kick back, get get in, get in touch with the inner child. Also, you might want to consider bleaking once in a while. I'm sorry, I had a lot of sugar. sugar today. That the, I had a lot of, a lot of sugar today was a, a very good excuse for a lot of things in my 20s. So that's fair. <laughs> yes. That's a that's a fair excuse. There was a lot of one-liners in his interrogation scene that I really wanted to use, but were verbally inappropriate probably <laughs> so <laughs> the best one i could get that wasn't was i can tell you two things one your hairdo is atrocious two i ate a lot of garlic and i just farted silent but deadly <laughs> i mean just just well immediately they, they all start choking right so <laughs> you're right i mean it's right. just it's i enjoyed him i enjoyed him in this awesome. one and then we and then we had abigail whistler i loved Jessica Beale's Abigail Whistler. Yeah, she was. I thought her character she was, was awesome. awesome. There, there were a couple of things that I had, I had issues with, but that was mostly from a, a practical fighting standpoint. Um, I, I know, really? I know you liked her, her, um, her vampire killing bow. Yes. Um, it looks cool, but it's just very impractical. <laughs> it's way too big. Well, and, yeah, it's they, way too big. They, it takes they, too long. They really can't do a lightsaber though. And, yeah. Okay, hold on. I mean, they... You can't charge me. Hold on, I'm just pulling this thing out. Hold on. Okay, just wait. What? Okay, now now charge me because it's ready. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't make any sense uh, from a fighting standpoint. Yeah. Well, uh, and from, they, from they, they obviously they can't context. use they can't use like a UV light lightsaber. I mean, it, you, so they have to do something to connect the beam of you know the beams together. Yeah. I thought it was I get cool. it. It, it, yeah, it was neat. like I said, it looks cool. Yeah. It just. It's, impractical. Yeah, it's I impractical. Know. Well, also her sleeves were impractical, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, like you're really gonna have time to unzip your sleeves, and you know, un- unfold your bow while in the middle of a firefight. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense." Fred, did you just say disrobe? Yes. Well, she yes. unzips her. She unzips her sleeves so she can right, shoot. Right. Yeah. That, that, I, I I I get that she did she didn't want the bow to restrict as she was you know yeah um you know you, that you said her, her form she, was excellent right I, I I love the fact that she created a playlist every time she went out vampire hunting I thought that was cool that would be very impractical as well it would be yes you couldn't hear them coming up behind you no nope. exactly 
You couldn't hear Blade saying, do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but all I, the bet she, were, I bet she wishes she had AirPods. Really um, actually, those, cause, um, those would probably fall out. I, th- I think she would be better off with the earpieces from like Endgame. Yep. Just fit into yeah. the ear like that. But, but we're, the, the, we're about a decade too early for those. I thought the choreography in this movie was really well done, yeah, at least too. in her yes. part. Um, some of the scenes with Blade were a little weird when they were doing the fast-forward motion, but um, I was expecting a little bit more from Abigail's role. Um, I thought she was a little quieter than maybe she should have been. I wanted to see her be more of the lead and seeing um, Hannibal take more of a backseat. Well, I've uh, just being that... Whistler's daughter. Well, yeah, I figured may... that Hannibal was the leader, so I don't know. She was. They were trying to go for that melodramatic, silent type, and mm-hmm. it came across. But I wanted to see a little bit more from her. Well, I'm Fair wondering enough. if I'm wondering if this was not the end of the series that they wanted to do. I'm wondering if they wanted to keep going with this. With this series, well, I think they were, and they were talking and, about and, and they could have been talkers. right, and and they may have could have done something in that direction. That's why they really didn't develop her character then, because they were going to do it later on. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I, I I get that. I think I think she's an amazing character. I do think she was not used as much as she should have been in this movie. I think I do think that um, Hannibal King was used a lot more. Mainly, I think they used him because of the comedy. Mm. Yep. And he was a bigger name, to be honest, at the time than Jessica Biel. Yeah. That's true. Definitely. So, uh, Zoe, the little girl Zoe, so they go in there, obviously, and Zoe gets taken. Um, by the way, you were talking about you didn't re- you, you some of the scenes, you're like, oh, okay, I remember that. Some of the scenes, when I started watching it, Fred, I was, um, I watched the extended edition. I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. Some of them were, were new scenes that I don't remember seeing. Um, but the other ones, I was like, oh, I remember that too. And like, wait a minute, that wasn't in there originally. Like the, um, the one with Drake turning Danica into, um, a, 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 a pure vampire. Yeah. I, that scene was not in the edition I had uh-huh. back okay. in 2005. So yeah. That I, I, yeah. That me. wasn't in the, yeah. I remember that wasn't in the theatrical release. I watched the, um, unrated director's cut or extended cut yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's extended so- cut, yeah. It's an extra nine minutes or something like that. Um, what else, you guys? What, what, what? You know, just some good things, some bad things that you played with about the this baby. Movie. That was cute. <laughs> poor kid. Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. And like, kill you! I'll kill you. <laughs> without, without the language, um, yes. I, I loved, I loved um, Pac-Man. Oh yeah, the, the vamp, the vampire Pomeranian. Well, that, that was, was that was freaky. Freaky, yes. The uh, Rottweilers were even more so. Um, I I did love Zoe standing up to Drake. That was awesome. All right, all right. What about you, Fred? Um, Anything else? I, I, we get another Matrix fight scene in the hallway in the lobby yes. of the building. Uh huh. And then when Blade rips out the vampire's heart on the stairs, did 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 you pick up on that? No, I missed that. I missed it. Okay, so so it was like it was like a really it was really quick, um, but he threw a guy against the stairs, ripped out his heart, and then th- th- threw his body over. 
Uh-huh. It was like a really quick motion because I was like, because I, I didn't realize it until I saw it, so I backed it up and we rewatched it, and you see like blood squirt out from his chest where he like ripped it and grabbed oh, his heart. Okay. I'm like, oh my goodness, did he really just do that? Wow. <laughs> so that elevator scene that you're referring to, um, that is in, so a lot of this movie was filmed in Vancouver. I picked up in a lot of different scenes um, that I recognize a lot of the buildings and a lot of the the roadways and the names on the street signs and whatnot. But the um, elevator scene specifically was the Marine building, which is like two buildings over from where I actually work. And I go there every now and then for coffee and, and I walk past it almost every day. Wow. wow. Which is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, it's a really old, very classic building. Um, and actually the last scene of the movie uh, that you see that's outside, that is actually the building that I work in. Very really? Cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Is pretty we'll cool. get to the end. We'll get to the ending here in a second. Um, but yeah, that that that's just pretty cool. I like that. I like that. Um, you said the choreography was good. I think the stunts were pretty good in the movie. Yeah. As far as like agree. like Blade's car jumping out of the back of the semi. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, that, that was that really was cool. that was really cool. Um, we talked about. Let's talk about the the can we the the talk show segment. Uh, For some <laughs> reason, I really liked that segment. <laughs> With that the doctor was, at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, you know, I had forgotten that that the psychiatrist was was a familiar up until... Up until the reveal? In. Right. Well, no, no, not until the reveal, but, but like a few seconds before, I'm like, oh, 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 I remember. He's a familiar. And then when he reveals himself to Blade, I'm like, I, I thought that moment was great. Even after, you know, 14 years later, for you to still be able to catch me off guard i think that was a good play awesome um i i liked yeah. his statement it's the end game played <laughs> <laughs> oh that was pretty Although good to that, me. that the vamp uh, it, it, i i've seen versions of the vampire final solution uh in blade and on buffy and with the strain it always seems very impractical impractical to, to me it's like Dude, you're you're basically turning the human race into the Matrix, and that's not gonna last for very long. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you're talking about the Vampire Final Solution. I didn't put this in the in the notes or anything, but I remember reading that that Vampire Final Solution was a cut scene from the first Blade movie. That that, that was makes De- sense. Deacon Deacon Frost's hat came up with the final solution where he had mentioned it to somebody, and this was supposed to be the fruition of that. But they oh. cut that scene out of the first movie. That makes sense. Um, I think the setup of Blade at the beginning was great. How they set him up with the video yep. camera. Although I'd ask where that camera come from. Um, but I thought that was that was pretty good how they set him up. Well, um, Dan uh, Talos was was the one filming. Yes. But doesn't it not like sh- make them wonder like how did why was somebody up on a building filming this scene right here or something like that? But I thought it was a good setup to, to set the movie up to set everybody yeah. after Blade. Yeah, it was awfully convenient. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um. So anything else that we liked about it? I mean, it was a good. I thought it was a good movie. I thought the effects were good. I thought. Um, Obviously, some of the technology doesn't hold up. You know, yeah. You, now we we still they don't have the now they don't they don't make the iPods anymore. But it's nice to see a first generation iPod. Yeah. And the first generation iTunes with the scroll wheel. Uh, 
<laughs> the scroll wheel, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's nice to see MacBooks better than the computers they were using, and the really weird, like old school. Um, looks like MS. It looked like MS DOS pictures. Oh yeah. Um, so it's nice to see you know actual things on a MacBook now. Um, but you can definitely tell some of the technology dates it. But it's not. I didn't think it was bad. I thought I thought it could still hold up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the cell phones were like the black and white cell phones that they were using were. Were the more, that's what mostly dated it. Yeah. 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 Dated it worse than the computers. Right. Um, so I had let's... I had one of those Nokia's though. <laughs> I think we all did, I, I, but not a, pink one. I, yeah. no, not a pink one. No, mine was black. So, so let's talk about some things that maybe we we didn't like about the movie. Some things that kind of bothered us about it. Who Who's wants up? to go first? Um. Well, as I said, the uh, vampire killing Batleth looks cool, but it's also very impractical. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. Mike doesn't know what a Batleth is. But um, Fred, nope. Fred um, understands the terminology, right? Just call it. Just call it the UV light bow. Uh, I like Batleth better, but that's okay. You, you don't pull it. It's just yeah. The you lightsaber bow. You can't pull. You can't draw a UV a UV beam like that. You will burn your fingers off. It, it's it, it's a lightsaber bow. That's what we're gonna call it from now on. Okay, the lightsaber Still bow. Still require. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm, I am not going to Don't win this argue argument. with me, Carrie. Well, I win. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, you're still wrong, but there's no sense in arguing with you because you're you're good. That's the hill you're going to die on, apparently. Um, yes. I, I I do love Abby's introduction, but from a strategic standpoint, allowing too much stronger people to get on top of you like that is not the best idea. Um. That that bo- that bothered me. I'm trying me. to remember. I'm trying to remember when she was introduced. The, in the subway movie. scene. In the subway scene. Okay. I I. I that's not yeah. that's not a position you want to end up in, especially if you're trying to set them up, uh, set them up to take them out. That's just not a practical did, idea. Did anybody else like like those skateboarder vampires though? What about this one? What about this one? No, I. Come on, man! I I'm think, hungry. I think. Um, and this is probably just me growing up where I did, um, if that had happened in my neighborhood, those kids would have been arrested, um, very, very quickly. I think somebody would have broken that kid's finger. Yeah, that's Yeah, but you also, but you also have, what was it, the the chief of police was also a familiar, wasn't he? That's true. So, he was going to probably let them get off, get off the hook. Or just send them to the blood bank to work. Yeah, fair enough. That's but- true. Um, and then I, I think I mentioned this before we started recording. Apparently, there was a, um, there was a scene in, there was a deleted scene of like what would have been like an end credit scene of the Night Stalkers going after werewolves. Uh, now that they've killed all the vampires, I kind of wish they'd left that in because it was hilarious. Yeah, that would have been cool. Mm. Okay. What about you, Fred? Okay, so the retconning Dracula, and they're, they're bringing him into the to the movie, and right. he was vampire number one. So, vampire number one gets a team of what, six vampires and some foot soldiers, and that's it. You would, I was expecting a lot more on an epic scale of vampire number one coming with all vampires. 
Hmm. And having, like... Well, apparently he didn't think he needed all those vampires. Yeah, but he's number one. He would be sitting on top, just like... Right. People but do he's my also, work. Yeah, but he was also acclimating to the, um, the 21st century... Yeah, I mean, the only way he had to acclimate was he had to he had to go into the uh, Spencer's version of Dracula, Spencer's gifts. Y- yeah, yeah, that was like so, that was like what, that was like a hot topic ripoff right there. <laughs> yes. What? Go the, ahead, friend. That whole scene in that goth store, let's call it. Uh huh. Awkward. Super awkward and super the, like, awkward. Yeah fun toys that they come across it's like what the hell are we watching here like why can't this just be cut out of the movie right complete um, i think i think he was i think he was it was just to show what dracula has been turned into while he's been you know buried in samaria or wherever he was yeah and, and I got that. It just they lingered on it a little too. It, long. Yeah, that, it, it took a bit too. <laughs> yeah, long. I agree. <laughs> um, does nothing about the vampire mental hospital team strike the police officer behind the counter as odd? I mean, they 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 walk in, they're like all dark and gloomy, and look like they want to kill somebody already. Does nothing about that like nine people coming in out of the elevator? Does that not strike the officer behind the counter as odd? Uh, not if the officer behind the counter is working with the vampires. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If he's not, though, I'd be like, um, yeah, I gotta go, guys. I'm gonna go. I'm out. The only issue, the biggest issue I had with this movie was the ending. Mm-hmm. So after after Blade escapes, um, of course, we had mentioned that in another edition that uh, that Dracula said, "Blade, I leave you with a parting gift." as I go, and we know he conforms into Blade's look, and he's taking the autopsy instead of Blade. Um, and Blade escapes. But in this one, it was Blade, and the one I version I watched, and Blade gets out of the autopsy, and it just shows, and you have this, like, this really, like, three lines quoted by Ryan Reynolds, and you see Blade on a motorcycle going down the street, and I'm like, wait a minute, I remember now, that's what I hated about this movie, was the ending just felt so, like, okay... Well, okay, so they... So um, we're not even setting up for anything. It, uh, uh, okay, there's no tie-up to what ha- What did Abigail Whistler do? What did, what did Hannibal King do? What did, you know, when, when they left the building, it's just like after they left the building, that was it. You didn't hear anything about them, at least not well, even a sum up. It, it was, for all that they are in the movie, it wasn't their movie. It was Blade's movie and the... The story is Blades, so I do I get why they why they don't talk about what happened to them at the end. Um, I did like how ambiguous it was um, for the extended version that you don't know whether or not uh, Blade uh, drank from the uh, corner or not, and the next thing you see is just Blade running off into the sunset on his motorcycle. That was. That was intriguing, and I think they, just, I think they were possibly setting up. Though. I think they were setting up for possibly another movie, and you know, I mean, there are no more vampires. So what? What's Blade gonna go do now? I, Fred, you, you, your thoughts on the ending? I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Like Blade should have lived. 
Well, I mean, do do you think it was a fitting ending to the movie, or do you think there was like, did you feel like there was something missing? It felt like there was something missing to me. Um, I wanted to see him. So this goes back to what I was saying earlier that. Dracula coming back should have been more epic, and then it would have been more satisfying to see Blade die to kill him than it was. Yeah, it it I did like their sword scene, and I think it was a good battle that was switched back and forth. But yeah, it just it it should have been there should have been some more. I guess I can make up the word epicness to it. Yeah, um, this whole movie seemed to me to lack a lot of substance. It seemed to be very superficial throughout the entire movie. Uh, and that, it just, there was no depth to it. And I wanted right. to see more, I wanted to care more, and I just didn't. Like, I cared more about um, Zoe than I did a lot of the main actors and actresses. It's almost like they were just trying to hurry up and get this third movie in. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, they, yeah. maybe they were tired of working around Wesley Snipes because... Of the reports that he was just an atrocious person to be around on the on the set, which is so disappointing. Mm. It is. Yeah. It is. Um. Uh, anything else then? I mean, like I said, that that that, that was my perspective. So what 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 else did y'all have? So well, one of the all mine, but... one, one of the things I just it's minor. It, it's a nitpick, but whatever. Um, vampires are stronger, faster, whatever than normal humans. Why is Hannibal and um, Abigail Abigail able to fight vampires so easily, and everyone else struggles? And well, they get, Abigail was trained. They I mean, get I the guess butt kicked out of them over and over again, and they just get up and keep walking. Like um, even Hannibal walks backwards and falls ten feet, lands flat on his back, and then gets into a big fight with um, Triple H. Like impossible. Do you think that, because we knew he was he was a vampire for five years, and he was brought back? Do you think maybe some of those traits stayed with him? Possible. That is possible. Now her, I don't have anything other than she's she sought out Whistler, and, and she's been training for most. And of her she's life. and she she's been training premature life with him. That would be my only concession for her. But yeah, Hannibal's a little more likely that some of the traits stayed with him. Um, when he came back, Abigail, yeah, Abigail, she just had to be trained her whole life. But yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. Like, you know, they both, they're humans and they take a punch from a vampire. Why aren't they groaning in pain? Exactly. Well, this is also the era of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And yeah, well, Buffy, um, <laughs> but Buffy, um, was the Slayer and was stronger than most humans. I mean, she did have a pack of humans and others working with her and they were pretty good at taking out vampires um on their own or in packs so yeah well well maybe sarah michelle geller should have should have joined wesley snipes on this movie nah typecasting (laughs) as much as as much as i love sarah um having her in blade trinity while doing buffy that just typecasting Oh, anything else? Because I have a discussion topic. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Let's it. Let's move in. All right. So here's a topic. Here's one question. And if you say yes, you have to tell me how and when. Should Blade be brought into the MCU? 
there's a lot of people who have gone back and watched this mo- these movies and said that Marvel should have started their MCU run with Blade. Okay, I get it, but I don't think they want to start their MCU run with a rated R movie. I gather that. So should should he be brought into the MCU? There has been talks of wanting to bring him back in, whether they reboot it or some or or somehow. And if they do bring it back in, who would you have to cast to play him? What do y'all think? Um. Well, I'm always for including vampires in anything. So. Um... Yes, Blade can be in the MCU if, if they can find a way to work him into the story. Um, as for who would play him, I that I don't know. Okay, I would support them bringing it into the MCU into the like the Netflix area, like where you have Daredevil and Jessica Jones and that whole ensemble. Okay. So I think uh-huh. it would fit more appropriately over there. Um, they can do rated R. They can do some of this um, tangential stuff without being in the the movie area. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where a good home for it would be. Maybe over there along the lines where they're going to have Deadpool. Yep. So who do you think would be a good person to play him? Mm. Because the, because to me the problem is. You're gonna, you're gonna run into the issue of people are gonna want Wesley Snipes because it's well, it's Wesley Snipes, uh-huh. and that's all they know of Blade. But obviously, he's getting older. Obviously, and there, there's got to be somebody you can use in place of him. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Who you could get. Yeah, he's 56 now. I had no idea. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. not, that's not that bad. Well, <laughs> well, he, 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 could, he could still do it. Yeah. But, so, speaking of people that, that could do it, I, I, have, I have some, I have an article pulled up <laughs> that, that some people have fan casted Blade in the MCU. Oh. I think they could bring Blade in, but I think it would have to be along the lines of um, like, you know, like like Fred say, kind of in their own separate set. Kind of like, you know, you know they're going to have Deadpool, but they're not going to bring Deadpool into the MCU, let's just be honest. Because they're not they're not going to have a rated R superhero inside of a franchise or designated for the whole family. Um, I think you bring them in on that side. And then, then you get your Deadpool um, Blade team up. Yep. Um, yeah. One person's, uh, so one of the person's articles, they said, Yolan Noel. Which he's very famous for the in the Purge. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Purge, unfortunately. Um, I'm looking at his picture now. Yeah, I I can see that. Somebody's yeah 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 I I I could see him playing Blade. Um, somebody said John David Washington. Um, but I don't I don't think he 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 would work on that. Um, Where is this article you uh, you're looking it's, at? It's it's called it's called Super Bro. It's on superbromovies.com. Um, link. Link. Where? Okay. Link. I can please? I can send you that link, but it's a very as as we go through it. I'm just I'm not I'm not hitting everyone because everyone I kind of see it doesn't kind of really look like 
somebody I would see as Blaine. Uh, Trevante Rhodes. I don't he think recently... it, the person has to look like Blade. Well, you have to. To me, you have to kind of. You you are kind of comparing it yeah. to Wesley to Wesley Snipes. Yeah, you have to have the attitude, and you have to have that physique, and that. Right. But you don't have to have the same facial features. It could be. Right. So he played in opposite of Chris Hemsworth in twelve uh, in twelve strong. So he'd be interesting. Um, Wow, some, somebody on I'm I'm on a different article now. Uh, somebody, <laughs> yeah. As soon as Carrie gets that one, somebody put John Boyega. No, that I don't could be see interesting. It. I don't see it, but that could be interesting. Um, somebody put Jeff Bridges as Whistler. Yeah, I can see that. I could see I that. I can too. I could. I I sure can. Although um, although Jeff Bridges has already been in the MCU, so that might be a bit weird. Um, Kevin Bacon as Dracula. Inter- yeah, could I could that. I could honestly see that. Um, you gotta have the right one for Hannibal King. I mean, you you gotta have the right one. So it's just it's different different things. Um, it's it's interesting. It's really to me, it's really interesting to think about who could fit in that spot. I do think I think they need to bring him in. I don't think they they need to wait anymore. Hey, Carrie, you would you would like this one? Somebody's on a different article. I've got DB Woodside. Yeah, yeah. He um, plays on Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you've seen any of his fight choreography on Lucifer, yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, like I said, it, it's not just like you say, Fred. It's not just about facial features, but you gotta have to look at. Okay, somebody put um, a gender swap. They say Dene Guerrero. Guerrero. Yep. Yeah. I could dig that. I, I could totally dig that. She's already got the sword skills <laughs> down. I mean, come on. Boom. What, what else could you need? That's true. So, um, would, would you want to see this exact same story playing out in the same origin? Or would you want to see um, like a Wesley Snipes handoff of the role? I would like to see a Wesley Snipes handoff, but I just I don't think he would come back to play the original Blade if you asked him to. Because I think he's I think or he, at least if he some... if he was going to be handing the role off to someone else, right? Marvel has some money, and I'm sure if they wanted him to do it, mm-hmm. they would do it. Yeah, and he would do it and do it in a nice way and with a smile on his face too. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, even if you have Chris Christopherson come and make it somehow make a small, you know, some people, somebody said, try, try, try to get a cameo with him. Yeah, if, or if he just did the the narrating scenes, that would be awesome too. That yeah. would be pretty cool. So we all agree he should be brought in. As far as who should play him, it's kind of up in the air. I mean, considering, I, I mean, I, I know Blade went back to Marvel for the rights, but considering that they're doing um, um, Mobius, the immortal, uh, the living vampire over at Sony, it would almost fit better. He would almost fit better over there. But I could see that. I think that would, I think that would require a little more sharing than I think um, Sony and Marvel are willing to do at this point. 
Well, I think Blade is kind of down on the list of, se- of movies they want to make because if oh, they yeah. just acquired Blade, they just got what about six years ago or something like that. Huh. Yeah. They just re- reacquired the rights to Blade, so I think their biggest interest right now is the Fox acquisitions over Blade. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Um, I think they will well, get there eventually. We will. We will. Well, Fred, there's a there's just a few small things here um, about about some of the back scenes behind this movie. All right. Uh, what 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 do we got here? Buckle up. Okay, here we go. Uh, Colin Farrell was offered the role of Hannibal King, but he turned it down. I could almost see that, except for the fact that he just played Bullseye like two years ago. Yeah. Yep. That was my first thought as well. Uh, even though it's the third movie in the Blade series, this was the first movie to have the Marvel Studios logo in the beginning of the movie. Uh, Blade is obviously a Marvel's comic superhero. Hmm. Okay. This one is a small whoopsies. Jessica Biel inadvertently destroyed a camera, costing more than $300,000, when she fired an arrow directly at the camera's lens. I remember uh, she, hearing about this. She was directed to aim for the camera, which had a plexiglass shield in front to protect it, except for a small opening in front of the lens. Uh, Beale had perfected her archer skills while training in the role <laughs> to such a degree that when she fired the arrow at a distance of approximately 50 feet, which really isn't that far, no, at the not. camera, um, she was directed... It went directly through the lens and into the camera itself, destroying it. <laughs> uh, the footage on the incident is included in the DVD extras. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. No, I want to see the extras. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> oh. Um, according to Patton Oswalt, uh, the production was so troubled due to studio interference and the Wesley Snipes, and that Wesley Snipes appeared to have had some sort of mental breakdown. He refused to speak to David Esquire and often would not come out of his trailer. Uh, he would only respond to the name Blade, and he can, and if he communicated with anyone, it would be via post-it notes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds corroborated this while uh, promoting the film, saying that Snipes would ignore the entire cast, but he once acknowledged Reynolds by saying, keep your mouth shut, you'll live longer. Damn. <laughs> it sounds like, I, I think they filmed that, actually. Wow. So yeah, maybe they won't bring him back. Eh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, when he was asked what it was like working with Wesley Snipes on the film, Ryan Reynolds uh, said sincerely that I never met Wesley Snipes on the film, not for a second. I only met Blade. Wow. That's sad. Yeah, it is. Talk about taking your job seriously. Yeah. Very, very method, seriously. Like I said, method acting. And he, he only had, he, I think they said he only had, he had less than 100 words in this entire, or 100 lines in this entire movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, I, I wonder how much was filmed by a stunt double. Who knows? Mm. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, an early idea by David S. Goyer for the film was to be set many years after the events of Blade II, uh, where vampires finally had achieved world domination and enslaved all humans, uh, with Blade being the last hope for humanity. Uh, Blade's slower aging could be explained by his vampire blood. The storyline was even too dark and was later dropped. That actually sounds Dude, pretty cool. I would have yeah. loved to have seen that one. Yeah, bring that back. Bring that back. Number four. <laughs> Do it. I think I think they I think they eventually did that. It's called the strain. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> which is uh, which is an awesome series, by the way. Wow. 
Um, after this film, the live-action film rights went back to Marvel Studios. All right. Um, Dominic Purcell, Drake, did all of his own stunts in the sword fight scene against Blade. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. And he didn't do too, ble- too, too bad either. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. I think we've seen some of those sword fighting skills on Legends, too. Possibly. He- yeah, that and, and Prison Break as well for me, but yeah. Uh, when Hannibal King is telling Blade about the return of Dracula, he shows Blade a copy of the Tomb of Dracula number 55. Marvel's Tomb of Dracula comic was the early 1970s title, which included the first appearance of Blade number 10 and Hannibal King number 25, both written by Marv Wolfman. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Makes me want to read some comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blade only kills 42 vampires, making this the lowest of the th- of the series. Only 42. Only I mean, 42. only only 42. <laughs> well, there was that opening explosion. I don't know how many people were in that um, that warehouse. I don't know either. Hmm. Uh, the film crew was forced to be selective in their shots for various green screen segments because neighboring stages were being used for filming of iRobot and the Chronicles good, of Good, good movie. Uh, and those sets would also, sometimes also appear within the frames and edit it out later. That wow. would suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And that's how you end up getting, like, cars in the background of, um, Braveheart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. And, and, oh. and, and uh, ski boats, um, on, on the lake during, uh, during Maverick and stuff like that, yeah. And, and Starbucks in the... Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, yep. Yep. Oh boy. Or Stark books. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Game of Thrones, so I have no idea what y'all are talking about. Oh, uh, prop director screwed up. I just, prop- I just, I just, I just know there was a big blow up the, the other week about a cup inside of a inside of one of the shots. They made someone, it. Like, someone in the props far? department screwed up. Big time. Somebody got like, fired from that, the show. Because that, because that never happens on a movie. Never. <laughs> no, ever, never. Ever. Never. Yeah, Starbucks got some free, free advertising. advertising. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, in 2005, Snipes sued New Line Cinemas and Goyer, claiming the studio did not pay his full salary, uh, that he was intentionally cut out of casting decisions and the filmmaking process, despite being one of the producers, and that his character's screen time was reduced in favor of co-stars Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. Um, it's okay though; he was still able to perform Tax Evasion. Yeah. And I, I remember I remember seeing an article or something about how Jessica Biel's shoulders got so big over, over the course of training that her trainer gave them each nicknames or something wow. like that. I mean, like, look at her shoulders. They are huge. Uh, oh. From the rundowns, you got thun- a little thunder and a little lightning and the storm's coming. <laughs> something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a dumb movie, though. <laughs> it's funny, though. Oh. I haven't seen that yet. All right, so let's 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 rate this movie. I'm gonna have to rate this one a little higher because I know what the next two movies are, um, and they're hey, gonna be. Hey, that should not gonna... influence your rating of this movie. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever given a rating first. I would like to go first this time. This is one out of ten vampire combo meals. Okay, and a vampire combo meals is a mama and a baby uh, from from the movie. So don't don't hold it against us. The skateboarding punk said it. So one out of ten vampire combo meals. I felt there were some issues. However, um, I, as much as I know that this story was not as strong as the first two stories, 
mainly the first one. Um, I I laughed a lot. Um, I I had a good time with this movie. I'm I'm gonna give this movie an eight. Wow. I I know that's, that's wow. I know that's very high. Yep. Um, that's, that's pretty high for you. But it, it started it started as a nine before before I watched it again, and then after I saw some of the issues, it dropped down to an eight. Um, I still have yet to give a movie a nine. <laughs> It probably won't come in the next two movies either. Um, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I'll wait for Spider-Man three. And um, <laughs> really? No. Uh, but but I do give it a. It's a fun movie. It's a movie that as long as my kids aren't around and my wife's not around because she wouldn't watch it. Um, I'd be I'd put put it in and watch it as a popcorn movie. I would love this movie. Um, and and just one of those kind of movies. Yeah, it had its issues, but what movie doesn't? Yep. So what about you, Fred? What do you give it? So, like what you're saying, I really enjoyed watching the movie. It has a few minor letdowns, but overall, I had fun. Um, and I'm going to rate it a 6. Okay. So maybe a 6.5, even. We'll go right in there somewhere. All right, cool, cool. Carrie, what about you? I'm going to give it a 7. I love this movie. Um, I don't like it as much as The Second Blade. Uh, but this was definitely fun, and um, uh, it's a great time. So I'll give it a seven. All right. Well, if you just happen to know what movies we're talking about next, our next movie we're going to be looking at is Electra from 2005. Woo! Woo! I've and never then... seen it, and I don't know if I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> you, 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 you won't. You won't. <laughs> I would. I would wait to watch it with, with with Andrea. That way, you you have somebody to look at and say, "Do we really have to keep going with this?" Okay, so you watch the first half, and I watch the second half. <laughs> oh no! And then oh, after Electra, we're gonna watch Keanu Reeves in Constantine, two thousand five. It's been Excellent. a long time since I've seen that one. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. And he actually came out and said that he would love to go back and play Constantine again. I saw an article today that, that he would, would be he, awesome. he would be glad to go back and play Keanu Reeves and um, play Constantine again. That would be awesome. Um, I don't know if he could do better than Matt Ryan is doing right now. No, but that would be awesome. No, so. Y'all, watch those movies. Get us some notes about them. Tell us what you think about it. Um, we want to hear from you. You can email us at capedchronicles at randomchatter.com. You can find us on Twitter at randomchatter or at capedchronicles. You can find me at the DC fanboy. That's at the DC underscore fanboy. Carrie, where can we find you? You can find me at Carrie Blackfire 42 That's K-E-R-I Blackfire42. And Fred, how about you? You can find me at Freddy Juan Kenobi. That's F-R-E-D-D-Y-W-O-N Kenobi. Or, of course, in Discord. And you can find all of our shows at randomchatter.com. We have to give the Andrea, Andrea? shout-out. Where can we find Andrea? Oh, okay. We can give find Andrea. I, don't, I know it has a Zeta in there. A Zeta? A Zeta. A Zeta. <laughs> That's all I know at the end. You can it has find a Zeta. her on Twitter at K-A-T-Z a-R-Zed. Zed. Okay, Zed. Not a Zeta. A Zed. Okay. <laughs> yes. Andrea, we missed you. We want you to join us back for the next episode. So y'all follow her. Give her a follow. We'll tell them what you missed her. You can find all of our shows at randomchatter.com. Um, you can find Tight Beam, Outer Rim, DC Talk. Um, of course, obviously, Cape Chronicles. You can find Guard TFC. Just There's just so many podcasts. 
And uh, if there's something that you're interested in, we probably have it. So find us all of our shows at RedChatter.com. Take the poll. Um, we gotta, we're gonna have a new poll coming up here soon, Carrie. We are. We do. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's gonna be awesome. Okay. It's gonna be legend. Wait for it. Spread the word and support us. Uh, wow. Tell everybody about what you uh, what you what you enjoy about the network. You spread the word by by wearing the t-shirts or the hoodies and getting it from our store and support us as well. Leave a review for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, we want to read it on the air. So please, we haven't had a review in a while. Uh, maybe we ought to do another contest again to get some people to leave some reviews. Uh, so leave a review for us and uh, on wherever you find your podcast. Ed Dairy, it's going to be legendary. Carrie, end us out. Okay, so the mo- music you hear in this podcast is High Roller Mojo by Blue Stolly, and as silly as the sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by their respective owners. So until next time, guys, watch out for the Care Bears. What? Care Bears. What's a Care Bear? They're like the little death bears. They're like, yeah. Jedi. Yeah. Oh, I remember that one. Hey, can I have a nice soccer decoder ring? Yes. I uh, know. We'll sign you up. Okay, cool. Do you have a sword? Okay. All, right. All right. Yes. I want a UV bow. All right. Bye, everybody. Sayonara. Good night. <laughs>